Welcome on in, guys. Hello, you are listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then you're getting a rebroadcast of our Thursday night Instagram live. But I hope you are enjoying some of my fizzy housewives-inspired wine. Yes, I've got the new white wine out tonight. Tonight, I have out my favorite can, which is or what? Cut back my drinking, cut down my drinking, or what? All four new designs are available at nofilterwine.com. I'm going to crack one open right now. Let me know if you guys ordered some now that they're officially on sale. Let me know if you ordered some and if you did, which ones you ordered. Nofilterwine.com. Boom. I need my little straw, my little Erica Jane straw. If you want a housewife straw, these are available on um, Chi Chi Mango, C H I underscore C H I underscore Mango on Instagram. Mm. Zach Pack in the house. Yes, Alicia. Oh. So yummy. Zach, check your messages on Insta after the live. I sent you a message on how you pronounce my name. Oh, thank you. Sorry. I Sorry if I butcher your name, guys. Please correct me. Yes, Lauren. Snap, snap, pat the puss. Okay, so we're going to talk about Real Housewives of New York. We're going to talk about Randall and Gigi. Um, we have a lot to, to break down, but I am just excited to dive into it all. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Sailor Easton. Okay. Like I said, guys, if you are listening to this on the podcast, this is a rebroadcast. We go live every Thursday nights on Instagram at No Filter with Zach and on YouTube at youtube.com slash just plain Zach. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, hit smash that like button, um, and hit that bell notification button. That way you always get the T up in your notifications every time it drops. Snap, snap, pat the puss. Are we ready, everybody? Get to the tea. Okay, Christina, calm down, girl. Calm down. We're getting to it. Shit. Okay, so let's start with Real Housewives of New York. So as we know, it was announced, uh, I believe it was in Variety, right? Andy Cohen did an interview where he basically said that there's going to be a new Real Housewives revamp coming to Bravo with an entirely new cast, a whole new group of five, six, seven, eight, who knows how many women um, that's going to be coming to Bravo. So they're completely scrapping and getting rid of what we once knew of as Real Housewives of New York. But he said, but wait, there's more. There's another show coming. And so apparently there's going to be a legacy show. Thank you, Megan. Megan Lander, on Instagram. Thank you for the three badges, my dear. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you, Megan. So there's going to be a legacy show that's coming to Peacock. So we don't know what that show is. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know who's going to be involved in it yet. How does everyone feel about the new New York situation? So I'm mixed, as told by Tones. I don't know how I feel about it just yet. I feel like, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? I don't love the idea. I will say that. I definitely don't love it, and I'm not jumping for joy about it. Um, So we're basically announcing without announcing that Real Housewives of New York is essentially canceled. Like, we're not bringing that show back with those women back to air on Bravo, because if anything, they said the old wives will end up on Peacock. So... Since they announced that the Peacock show is going to have previous wives and legacy wives, and those are the terms that they're using with that show, I'm assuming that means that Leah and Ebony are officially fired, which if you're going to fire Ebony, this is probably the best way to do it. And if anything, I'm pretty sure this is probably why they decided to do it. Thank you, Molly411, for the three badges, my dear. I appreciate you, Molly. It sounds like this was the only way that they were going to get away with firing Ebony um, without her kind of being, you know, causing a, a shitstorm about that. And I guess Leah, too, since people really found her unpalatable in her second season. So this was the best way to be because they're not legacy cast members. They're not like old cast members or, you know, previous cast members as have been described before. So what I do know is that there's been no casting selections that have been officially made for either show. There was on Instagram a little while ago that I saw that there's like a casting call that's floating around. I think Faces by Bravo posted it on his Instagram stories. Random, weird. Like, why are we just doing random um, Instagram open calling for just like groups of friends in New York City. Like to me, that's just, it's strange. It's bizarre. It doesn't fit the housewives model. Normally when we see things like this, it doesn't seem legit. But the fact that Faces by Bravo shared it, and I believe another account shared it as well. And I was like, oh, maybe it, it is legit. Maybe there is some legitimacy to this. But like, it just seems like a really odd choice for this new cast. If we're just going to 
put out a call and be like, let's find five random people because normally they go for socialites normally they go based off of referrals to find women that are really influential or affluent in their cities you don't just put a call out on instagram because then every you know lisa joe and harriet are going to come and apply for that and like you don't really get to filter that out and you would just think that bravo would have a more sophisticated approach to casting at this point I guess that's why NBC allowed Ebony to do the CBS show. Great point, Lauren. I think Jacques Peterson from the Unpopular Podcast also made that same point that they don't think Ebony would have been allowed to do the CBS show had she not been let go from Roni. But at the same time, like we've also seen Housewives do like Dancing with the Stars and we've seen them do a lot of these shows the masked singer can uh candy burris was on um what's another like celebrity celebrity big brother so the wives have done it before um but it does seem a little yes i do kind of agree with that that statement anyway what so like i said no casting decisions have been made they have no idea who these new women on the new rebooted series are even going to be they haven't even started casting and the same goes for this legacy show that they're now launching jill zarin has not been asked back or at least not been asked back as of yet because when the news dropped she ended up posting a comment on instagram basically tagging andy and saying yo andy call me i'm waiting for you to ask me to be a part of this legacy show it's jill zarin jill zarin is roni you're going to do a legacy show. You can't do a legacy without Jill Zarin. So she wants him to call her. And then there was another account. Oh, God, why can't I remember the name of the account? Anyway, they shared some like low budget rumor that some loser on Twitter posted about how they confirmed that Jill Zarin was back and Dorinda was back and somebody else was back and or that Jill Zarin was um, offered a friend of role when I don't even think we're going to have like main cast and friend of cast yet because this legacy show is supposed to be a show that's not real housewives. So I would assume that the model is going to be a little different. And I know that there's no confirmation on any of these women because if Jill Zarin, the one person you would think would be a part of this show hasn't been asked back and she's confirmed that twice now on Instagram one in the comment and then two she responded to this Bravo account that posted this low budget rumor from Twitter which the person that posted the low budget rumor on Twitter has consistently said that he makes up these rumors and it's like intentional to get people fired up on Twitter. So the fact that we keep giving these people a platform is annoying because then everybody floods my DMs with like, oh my God, is this true? And it's usually not true. So Jill Zarin as of yet has not been asked back and she confirmed that to this account because they posted the screenshots of the DMs where she was like, Andy, you guys need to go and tell Andy to have me back on this show because I haven't been asked back yet so I don't think Luann and Sonia have been I like I don't think any of the women have been asked back yet thank you Johnny I appreciate you boom um, so I know that uh, Tinsley was reached out to by production at the end of last year and at that point she had zero interest in returning to the show so I don't think Tinsley's going to be a part of it either, which was also part of that rumor on Twitter that I believe it was like Dorinda and Kelly Ben Simone and Tinsley were definitely confirmed to return to the series, which is the most random three people. I don't think Dorinda and Kelly Ben Simone and Tinsley have any sort of relationships with each other that why would those be the three that got greenlit to come back on the show when they don't even talk to each other? Kelly Ben Simone, if anything, has a relationship with Luann. Um, but I don't think she really talks to any of the other women. Maybe Jill Zarin. Um, Tinsley, I don't think, talks to any of the women. And she's definitely not on good terms with Dorinda after the way things ended last time. That that would be a random pairing to have Dorinda and Tinsley together. But I know last time I heard Tinsley had zero interest of returning to the franchise. And at this point, they don't even know what this new concept is going to be. So I don't know why they would have any interest in doing it um bethany we know for a fact is not doing it the only but the only person that's like a legacy prior cast member that really wants it is jill zarin we know bethany's definitely not doing it especially if it's on peacock bethany's like i'm not gonna do a peacock real housewives of new york legacy reboot show thank you next alex and simon live abroad so we know that they're likely not going to be a part of it either because they're not one they said that they're not interested in doing housewives they haven't made any cameos or appearances in the past few years Tinsley is mainly in Palm Beach and Newport these days. Yeah, that's another great point, Sailor Easton. Tinsley doesn't even live in New York anymore. 
Um, unless it's like a special series of like every episode we follow up with your favorite previous housewives, which are we even interested in like a docu-series style, like, you know, reboot like that. We're assuming that this is going to be an ensemble show with multiple prior housewives in some sort of setting together. We don't really know what that is yet, but if we take out Bethany, we take out Alex, we take out Tinsley, uh, we know Jill isn't on the table as of yet. It's going to be real poor housewives of New York. Oh, Lisa. Well, I don't think they're poor. They definitely have money. Hi, Lauren. Um, Lauren Spurringzioli. Sorry, I hope I didn't botch that, botch that, Lauren. If you can write a pronunciation, I will definitely correct it. Um, but so the women we have left, we have Kelly Ben Simone, who nobody wants Kelly back. Like nobody's interested in Kelly Ben Simone. The only thing she brought interesting to the show was Scary Island. And that was all because of Bethany, not necessarily because of of Kelly. Then we have Cindy Barship, who I think is is kind of interesting, but I don't know if people have developed any sort of emotional attachment to her. She didn't have any real relationships with the other women in the cast, at least from when they filmed that for us watching that, I don't think we were actually interested in Cindy Barshup and we didn't have her beyond one season that we didn't get to develop some sort of emotional connection to her. Then we have Aviva, Aviva Drescher. Um, I think she could be a solid villain, and I actually think she would probably do it if they asked her to. So I think that's definitely a hard contender for this is bringing back Aviva. I believe Luann was on Watch What Happens Live this week, and she said that she would like to see back Kelly Ben Simone. She said she would like to see back Jill Zarin, and she said that she wouldn't even mind seeing back Aviva Drescher. So I think Aviva is a hard contender. Carol Radzwill, I don't think would end up coming back. I think she's really burned that bridge. She's talked so much shit about Andy. She's talked so much shit about Bravo. She's talked so much shit about the other women. She really went off in Not All Diamonds and Rosé by Dave Quinn, the Housewives book. So I find it hard to believe Carol would participate in some sort of ensemble series. Um, then we have Heather Holla Thompson. Heather Holla Thompson, I don't think is interested anymore. She's tried to come back to the show on more than one occasion, and I just don't think she cares enough to join again. And then we have Kristen Takeman. But like, do we really care about Kristen Takeman? Like, she's cute and she's pretty and she's sweet. But like, again, she had more than one season, and I don't think anybody like how many of you actually follow Kristen Takeman on Instagram? There you go. There's your answer. Nobody cares. Jules. Oh, my God. Jules was even worse. She didn't mesh with the women at all. And I just I don't think we had enough time. Similar to like Cindy Barship. I don't think we had enough time to develop an emotional connection or interest in Jules. She just wasn't that exciting or interesting. She was like weird with the calzone and putting the fork in the calzone. It was just strange. And I don't think she would come back either. I don't think she even talks to any of the other women. But I'm honestly not sure that Ramona would join the Peacock series. I feel like she did Ultimate Girls Trip because like it was a fun spinoff. But I think at this point, Ramona's done. And not by getting fired. I think she like she has nothing left to gain from the show at this point other than a further rank, a further tanked reputation. Like she continues to get dragged by the people on Twitter. Um, she continues to like look silly and ridiculous on these shows, like shitting on the floor. Like that's what her legacy has come to that. I just think she's doing her real estate. She's doing her thing. I'm sure she's got great, um, a great savings built up. She's always been a smart business woman, woman. And I think her finances are good. Um, but I just don't think there's anything left for her unless there's a really big fat paycheck that she can't turn away from. And I highly doubt they're going to offer her a big fat paycheck. But like, I don't know if I'm really interested in watching Real Houses of New York without Ramona. I think she's always been that antagonist that aside from Aviva, Ramona's always been like that great antagonist that's always kind of pushed her well yes, she's awful. But like, that's what made her great is the fact that she was awful. You don't bring people what are we tl not not even tlc what is the hgtv where we're just gonna have a bunch of like good people who are gonna end up in a scandal later a divorce scandal or a duggar scandal like that pretend to be really great on camera like no we're not interested in people that are upstanding citizens we're interested in people that are awful because they make for good enjoyable drama filled television 
That's why we watched Housewives. Think about it. You didn't watch Housewives because you're like, oh my God, all these women are so good and so classy and like they're teaching us etiquette every single week. No. Zach is like, Cher, he will never age. Alicia, that's very sweet. Um, I don't know if that's true though. I'm like literally going in for like a Botox and stuff touch up next week or trying to at least. It's like short turnaround and the tour is coming up. So I'm like, oh, let's get it together. I want to look ageless by Ramona. So yeah, I don't think Ramona has anything left to gain and I don't think she has any interest in continuing to do it at this point. I think she's like over it. Like she likes the fame, but I think at this point, She's like, I'm done. I'd, other, like, she continues to get dragged, but at, the, at least now she can do her real estate. She can have the next phase in her career. She can still be, you know, a celebrity to the people that like her. But, like, proud to say Cher commented on my Twitter. Wow, good for you, Sailor Easton. Dooley Scoot on YouTube says, I want a housewife's swap show. Swap the Beverly Hills ladies with the Jersey ladies. Houses, Salt Lake City with New York City. Wives swap meets trading spaces meets housewives. That could be an interesting concept. I would imagine at some point Bravo is going to test out those theories. We see that they've tested out Ultimate Girls Trip, which has definitely been a hit. So I would imagine they're going to do a lot more of like these competition series or swap series or whatever, just to kind of keep the the momentum alive. So after Ramona, we have Luann and Sonia, who I think love the fame. I think they're addicted to the fame and the attention, and they will do it in an absolute heartbeat. I think Jill and Dorinda would love to return, but I don't know if I'm interested in watching Jill and Dorinda without Ramona. Like, I want to see Jill and Ramona. I want to see their dynamic. I want to see them fight. I want to see them only because they have a history together. And like, what would a what would a, a legacy show be without Jill and Ramona and Bethany? I mean, I guess and Lou too, but like Jill and Ramona would definitely cause for great television because they have history. They have a genuine relationship. They have this love-hate sort of situation going on that I'm interested in them. I want to see what the fuck is going on with the two of them. Um, Sonia, yes, Aussie Berry. Sonia definitely needs the cash too. Could you imagine Kyle Richards moving into a Gorga house or Mary Cosby moving into Ramona's house? That would be very funny to watch. I agree with you, Dooley. I don't know if that'll actually happen. I don't know if the wives would actually be down for that, but that would be fun to watch. Who else do we have? Um, I'm curious to really know what the concept is going to be. Like, is it going to be like the Kardashians and their move from E to Hulu? And now it's just like a better shot show. Like the, 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 the camera work is better. The theatrics are better. Um, the editing is a little different. Like, I don't really know what it would actually be that's different from what we've already seen other than bringing back some old people and trying to repackage it to us as like a different sort of situation. Um, and then when it comes to the newbies, like this new show that's coming to Bravo is Real Housewives of New York. Like, are we calling it Real Housewives of New York? Are we calling it like Real Housewives of New York Next Generation? Like, what is that going to look like? What's that going to be called? I don't even think E or sorry, I don't even think Bravo knows any of these things. I don't think they even have questions to any of this. Yes, Sunshine. But I think Miami worked because we forgot about Miami for so long that with New York, it's still too soon to even try to reboot or revamp that show. Like, I think if we would have put New York on ice for like five years, five, six years, and then brought it back with these women, people would be like, oh, that would be interesting. What are all of these women up to? Ramona and Luann and Jill Zarin and Dorinda all together once again. I think that's what made Miami interesting is that we got to catch up with them all these years later. And it also felt fresh. It felt new. There were stories that were fully ready to be showcased on the show. Um, I think mixing with Monty made a really great point about watching housewives and like, are we watching these shows because they're actually good and entertaining us? Or are we really just watching them out of loyalty at this point? And I think I know her point was more of like to the ratings. I think ratings across the board in television and reality TV are down just because Network television is in competition with streaming, and I think streaming is really starting to lead the charge, and people are more interested in this like binge sort of format rather than tuning in every single week and having to watch commercials. So I think that's a 
big part of it. But I do think like for me, like, do I actually enjoy all these shows? Or am I just watching them because I'm a true Bravo fan and I'm waiting for them to get better and they're just not as great as they used to be? Um, And I think Ryan Bailey also made a really great point when he was on my podcast about like, are we bringing in new people or is it just all the same people that are continuing to stay loyal and watch these shows? I don't think we're doing a whole ton of stuff to like get new people interested in watching these shows. And I don't know if doing an entire Real Housewives of New York reboot with an entirely new cast of women is necessarily going to get new people to watch the show. I'm going to watch it because I'm going to be like, what is it about? Let me give it an episode or two just to see what it's going to be. But like, is somebody new that's never watched Housewives, is somebody that watches 90 Day Fiancé on TLC or really liked the Kardashians on E, are they going to tune in for a fully rebooted Housewives show? I don't think so. It's the same concept with just new players. And I think the only reason we've even stayed loyal to that old concept is for the people that were on the show. We're loyal to the women of the show that made the show great. I would like to see a new group of girls that are friends in real life. We say that, but do we really care? I've heard a lot of people say that, but I don't know if a lot of people actually would be interested in that. I have to say I love YouTube and Instagram live podcasts and streaming, especially during the pandemic. Well, thank you, Sailor Easton. Um, I feel like we're kind of like exiting the pandemic now. Does that mean you're no longer going to be interested in me? Am I going to be like Ramona sailing off into the sunset with nothing left without a job? So, yeah, we'll see. I'm definitely going to tune in to both of the shows and judge them very harshly. I'm sure as we all will. But those is my thoughts about Real Housewives of New York. Hopefully they give Jill Zarin an apple or whatever it's going to look like. You're my favorite part of Thursdays. Aw, Naya Soul. That's so sweet. Thank you, my love. Okay, so I feel like Arturo on YouTube says, I feel like Jill is the original villain that people love to hate. I agree. She intersections with Ramona and drama with Bethany made the franchise iconic since the early seasons. Yeah, I think Jill was great. More LGBTQ with their fabulous reads. Am I like the only person that's gay that like hates being referenced as fabulous? I don't mind it. I just also think like it's also kind of annoying to like always be like, you're fabulous. You're fat. Like I'm more than fabulous. I'm smart and I'm ambitious and I'm, you know, a boss bitch and I'm fabulous. Um, How about a show about people who have multiple homes all over the world and are always traveling to another house? Great idea, Lisa. Pitch it to Bravo. Um, Alicia's Liddy City. Okay. Let's talk about... So Teresa Judice was hospitalized today uh, for an emergency surgery. Which I think... What do you think will happen to Leah and Ebony? The same thing that happens to all former housewives, nothing. They just move on with their lives. I think Leah's already trying to like build like a life outside of housewives. She has her new book coming out, Chaos Theory. I don't know if I'm interested in reading it. Um, I know Jess from Hot Takes and Deep Dives loves Leah. I know Jacques loves Leah. I know they love her and they're like definitely going to read her book, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I mean, I guess it's a smart move considering she is no longer going to be on the show, presumably, but we'll have to see. Anyway, Teresa was uh, hospitalized this week, according to TMZ, for an undisclosed emergency surgery. Maybe she got a table flipped on her. So Gia, her daughter, posted on Instagram asking for prayers for a speedy recovery. Teresa's lawyer, who loves talking to TMZ, also spoke out to TMZ and she's like, she's good, she's good. She's good, Um, saying that she's also in recovery. So, yeah, I think maybe her appendix, Kathy, that's a really good guess. Uh, I don't know what it would be, but I feel like if it was her appendix, like they would feel comfortable saying her appendix. Like I'm curious as to what the emergency surgery actually was. She clearly seems fine because even the photo of her, she was still glammed up. So whatever it was, maybe she was like constipated and she needed a colonoscopy and she needed to like have it removed from her. I don't know. Crazy shit happens. But she's alive and well. She's alive and thriving, and she's still the queen of New Jersey. Okay, shall we talk about Randall Emmett going on the Genuinely Gigi podcast? I know I talked about this on my podcast earlier this week, but like we finally, uh, sorry, I finally had a chance to actually listen to the podcast. 
And I don't know how I'm feeling about Gigi after this podcast. I'm kind of like, girl, what are you doing? What are you saying? Gigi. So first of all, they like pimped this out to be like, Randall has been silent and now he's speaking out for the first time. Dun, dun, dun. And it's like, well, uh, yeah, when you cheat on your fiance and baby mama, like, yeah, I would think you would want to stay silent. I would think you would be reluctant to doing some press. Like, I don't understand why they, I mean, I guess that's the only way to like sell it to people is like, he's telling his truth now, but like, he didn't really tell us any truth. He didn't really tell us anything good other than these like vague, you know, ominous answers that are, you know, trying to like deflect from the fact that he did some really shitty shit. Um, but yeah, it's like, of course you're going to stay silent. Of course you're going to not talk to all of the press when you're like Eddie Cibrian wasn't doing a whole press tour when he cheated with Leon Rimes on Brandon Glanville. Like, but Brandon Glanville was like hitting up the press and she was like, yeah, he's a fucking loser. When you're the cheater, you're not going to go and do an entire press tour. You're embarrassed. You're you caught, got caught with your pants down. Um, Lauren says Ron uh, Randall said that he want he doesn't want to badmouth Lala because she's the mother of his child. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's real convenient, Lauren. Let's get into it. So he references his ex-wife Amber Childers, who some of you guys may recognize from the series You on Netflix. That's that series with Penn Badgley. Who else was in it? Um, I don't know it's a serial. He's like a serial killer, and he like kills all. The women. So apparently, I guess Candace, who's Amber's character, she wasn't killed or maybe she was because I don't remember if she ends up getting killed. And I guess it's good because I don't give any spoilers but about it. But anyway, Amber Childers plays Candace in the series You. And he, Randall references Amber and he says that, you know, he and Amber have never spoken ill of each other publicly and they've always been very respectful out of the fact that they're co-parents together. And I'm like, I'm sure Amber was doing this out of respect for you, not because she thought you deserved it. But I mean, maybe she was also protecting herself and protecting her kids because we now know that he was cheating on Lala or cheating on Amber with Lala or they were still like legally married. I don't know. It was, it was very, very, very messy. Hi, Zachy, Zach, Zach. Hi, Joe Mendoza. Eddie Cibrian is hot. And according to Brandy Packin, I believe it. I definitely believe it. I always think of Gigi and her knife antics. Oof. Oof. But anyway, he talks about how him and Amber, like, they're good. They're all, they've never talked poorly about each other in the press. I agree. He is very thirsty, Ivy. He says that um, it's because he just can't talk badly about the mother of his child. And, like, how could he ever do something like that? He can't talk badly about her, but he can cheat on her. He can bang all these other chicks or well, we don't know if he banged them, but we do know that there he was definitely having inappropriate conversations with all these other women. We saw the screenshots. We saw the receipts. It's like, well, yeah, of course you can't talk badly about them because they didn't cheat on you. Lala didn't cheat on you. So, of course, you can't talk badly about her. And he's like, there's always two sides to every story. And we've both made mistakes. And I'm like, okay, well, why are you going on the Genuinely Gigi podcast? Like, if you're going to do it, then tell us your side of the story. What is your side of the story? I'm actually interested, Randall. Did Lala cheat on you? No. Are you going to own it? Are you going to, like, give us something? Like, what is the point other than, you know, supporting Gigi's podcast? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't trash Lala, but you can still explain your side of the story. If you're innocent and you didn't cheat, you can say those stories aren't true. I didn't cheat. I love Lala. Or if they are true, then you can say, yeah, you know what? The stories are true and I'm very disgusted by my behavior and I wish I didn't hurt Lala. Like you can say those things. That's not bad mouthing her. That's taking responsibility. That's not harming your children. That's taking accountability for your actions, Randall Emmett. That's saying, hey, I fucked up children. Therefore, I'm going to be a better man and say, I screwed up. I made some mistakes. I'm taking accountability for them. And I apologize to your mother. If he issued a public apology to Lala, I think that shows more respect for her and for Ocean, their daughter. But no, he didn't do that. He's like, no, I have nothing to say. I'm not going to engage. But you're just going to dance around the topic and make it seem like you're such a better person? 
don't know if that really adds up. I don't know if those two really make a chain link. But like, other than trying to paint the narrative that you're such a bigger person, like what was what was actually the reason of doing this podcast? I get it, you're supporting Gigi, but like, does Randall know how to take responsibility for his actions? Apparently not. Aniki, 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 is that how you say it? Aniki, Aniki, I, I'm not sure. He is a textbook narcissist. Yes, little misapprehensive. He is a textbook narcissist. He's just showing he'll never change. I agree, Shell Bells. Charmin BB totally agree. Yep, 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 yep. Wait, did you just say I'm team? Oh, I'm not team Randall. Sorry, Alicia. I almost misread that and thought that you were team Randall. Um, It's just like, no, like, no, like how I just, I didn't like how Gigi was talking about how Lala's behavior also will affect Randall's career and affect Randall's reputation. Like, I get it. That's, that's your buddy. That's your bro. That's your dude. Whatever. Got it. Cool. I understand you're trying to defend him, but like you, you can defend your friend's character without defending their actions. And she's like right now trying, she said that Lala is just like the scorned woman that everyone's listening to when it's like, well, yeah, she should be a little scorned. And yes, she is a woman. Like she should be pissed that her fiance that she just welcomed a child into this world with cheated on her. Like that's hurtful. That. You know, and I know people are like, well, how she got him is how she lost him. Yeah, I get that. But like, he's still the man that's making all of these mistakes. We got to keep getting, we have to stop getting upset with the women. I mean, granted, Lala's past is not great with how, you know, they started their relationship. But at the end of the day, Randall Emmett is the person that committed these awful actions against his fiance and his baby mama. So it's like, if you really don't want to hurt her, Going on a podcast and saying you're sorry is not going to hurt her. Cheating on her with multiple women, that's going to hurt her. Like, And also, Lala isn't doing this to Randall's reputation. Randall did this to Randall's reputation. He chose to be a public figure. He chose to date a public figure. At the beginning, he didn't want to do the show. And then he did do the show. And then he was hanging out with Machine Gun Kelly and hanging out with uh, Megan Fox and telling the Kardashians to have people send followers to follow him on Instagram. And he was doing cameos on Vanderpump Rules. He chose to put himself in the public eye. He chose that. He chose to participate in a reality show because at the beginning he didn't choose that. And then he did. He liked it. He liked the fame until it came back to bite him in the ass. And here's the thing. He was messaging women on the internet. Like, if you want to be discreet, go hire a hooker. If you want to make sure nobody talks, you know, do what regu- what traditional celebrities used to do. Hire a hooker, have her sign an NDA, and then you're good. Don't go around... DMing girls on Instagram where there can be screenshots and we can share all of that shit. It's all out there. You can read the messages for yourself. He did this. He chose this path to go down and now he has to lie in the bed that he made for himself. I don't love Lala constantly bashing him. I do think that Gigi has a point of like this could affect your daughter down the line. So just be more mindful of the fact that like this could affect your daughter down the line. But her behavior is not the cause of all of this. Her behavior or the cause of Randall's, you know, the demise of his reputation. If he had such an upstanding character, if he had such a great reputation that couldn't be tarnished, then we wouldn't be in this situation right now, sweetie. It's not Lala's behavior. All she's doing is voicing what he did. It was and is Randall's behavior that Gigi should have a problem with. I agree, Dooley, but I think Gigi has more of that traditional mentality of like, well, men are men. Men do what they do. Men are going to cheat. That's just a part of life. Like very Jennifer Aiden family with Bill. Like they're very much like that traditional. Well, men cheat on women. It is what it is. That's just life. Get over it. And I think that painting Lala as the scorned other woman that cheated on Amber, that cheated on, or like ruined Amber's relationship to Randall, like I think that's, of course, a very convenient way to put it that takes the accountability off of the man that actually put his dick in other, or well, we don't know if he actually physically cheated. We just know he was definitely messaging other women inappropriate things and asking them for nudes and sending them money and telling them to call him daddy. The screenshots are out there. You can read them. 
Zach, did you see Vanderpump Rules making season 10 in light of all of these breakups? Oh, do I see them making a season 10? <sighs> um, I don't know. Possibly. I don't see why not. Zach, you are wrong, Lala. She, I'm wrong. Lala always hated and used Randall. What am I wrong about? I'm wrong that Randall cheated. I'm wrong that he should be held accountable for his actions. That's what I'm wrong about. He cheated. He should be held accountable for his actions. How is that wrong? Mari Egan. Lala hated Randall from day one. She can hate him. That could be true. We don't know that. She's never said that, and nor has Randall. Um, I actually think she liked him. I don't think she would have written such nice things about him in her book if she hated him from day one. Um, there are plenty of more attractive men in Los Angeles that have more money that she could have banged and broken up a marriage if she really wanted that objective. I don't understand where the comment about him, her hating Randall is coming from. But even if that's true, let's say that is true and Ran and Lala does hate Randall. That doesn't mean that he, what he did was okay. And I'm talking about his behavior. His behavior was wrong. His behavior was deplorable. His behavior was despicable and was very disrespectful to her, even if she did hate him. Okay. Thank you. Next, Mari Egan. Um... But yeah, all he basically said, and again, I don't agree with her going on this like bash Randall tour. I think that there really is potential, like it could potentially hurt Ocean down the line. Um, so I don't love Lala's actions either, but I understand where she's coming from. Um, and all Randall really said, he's like, look, I've made some mistakes and she's made some mistakes and we've both made some mistakes. But it's like, well, what are the mistakes? Own those mistakes. Talk about those mistakes. Talk about how you're a better man in spite of those mistakes that you've made. Talk about how you're learning from making those mistakes. Talk about how you're going to be better in your next relationship after those mistakes. Show your daughter what it means to be a man that's accountable for his actions. She wouldn't have a baby with someone she hated. I agree with that too, Gossip in a Glass. I don't think she would have had a child with somebody that she genuinely hated. That's a little dark. Um... But Gigi like continued to kind of push the conversation. And she said, you know, is this breakup hard on you considering how close Lala was to the kids? And he's like, I don't want to touch that. I'm not even going to talk about Lala. I'm not even going to address it. And it's like, why can't you say that the breakup is hard? Like, what are you doing on this podcast? Why can't you say the breakup is hard on you? I feel bad that my relationship has ended. I feel bad that this person that I loved is no longer in my life. I feel bad. Like, he gave us literally nothing with other than like subtle slight shade at Lala for being like we both made mistakes kind of almost insinuating that maybe she cheated on him as well which I don't believe but mm. his behavior is a pattern of disrespect absolutely Julie his behavior is a pattern of disrespect and to Mari's comment earlier if he's constantly disrespecting her I would hate him too <sighs> the person that is going to get hurt in all of this is Ocean. She's going to grow up and Google her parents. She may resent both of them. I mean, here's the thing. She's going to grow up and Google anything. Um, she's going to Google Lala calling uh, Raquel a Bambi-eyed bitch. She's going to Google 50 Cent calling out Randall for not paying his bills. She's going to Google all these rumors about their relation. Like, that's all going to be out there already. Ocean is already going to be affected by all of this. Whether she's going to be hurt by it or not. Like, here's the thing. At my age, if I looked back and my parents, you know, even, like, I've heard my parents talk about the custody battle when I was a child. I didn't give a shit. My family, like, the families definitely did not not like each other. My dad's family and my mom's family. Like it was a very contentious child custody battle from what I've heard. I didn't live it, but from what I've heard about it, I look back and that I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Even if my mom hated my dad or my dad hated my mom, that does not concern me. That does not matter to me. And my parents aren't public figures, but even if my parents were public figures and even if my mother left my father because he cheated on her and she talked about that openly, I would look back on that and be like, that sucks. I wish that didn't happen to either of them, but I'm not going to hold them accountable for things that they did 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. 
I don't care. They made mistakes when they were young. They were dumb. They didn't know any better. We can't, like, I, I, I don't know, this whole thing of, oh, Ocean's going to get hurt in the end. Like, I think she may be upset with her mom for talking poorly about her dad. But, I mean, it just, it depends on how it all plays out. Because, like I said, if my mom talked shit about my dad back in the day or vice versa, I don't think I would care. I would care if they were still fighting in present day and I were caught in the middle of it, but they're not. Think about it. If you're a parent, if you were in that situation, don't we all resent our parents anyway? Exactly. I mean, I don't resent my parents, but I know a lot of people like resent their parents or blame their parents for whatever. Like, you know, it is what it is. But I just I think Randall could have taken accountability or he could have just had some sort of ounce of human emotion being like, I'm sad that my relationship is over. To me, that's total deflection. If you're not sad that the relationship is over, then that tells me that you're not, you weren't actually in love with this person. Thank you, Ivy Bjork, for the two badges on Instagram, my love. Thank you. Kisses. Um, yeah, it shows that he's not heartbroken over this and he doesn't feel bad. And maybe he didn't really love Lala as much as he said that he loved Lala. Kids love their parents no matter what. Yeah, kids are either, great point, Gossip and Glass. Kids are either going to love their parents or they're going to hate their parents, but that's not necessarily due to the actions of their parents before the kids actually became a part of their parents' life, you know? Kids either love their parents or hate their parents based off of their actions as a parent while they're growing up. They don't think about like, oh, you were a terrible you know, oh, mom, you were a Regina George mean girl in high school. Therefore, I'm hurt by that. And I'm going to, you know, hate you for that. Like, we don't judge them based off of that. We judge them for how they raised us. I think Ocean's a little too young to make any judgments about how her parents are raising her. I have amazing parents and so much. So I bought the house next door to my parents. Wow, Coffee Buzz. Wow. What's that drink in front of you? Oh, Lisa, why thank you for asking what this drink is right in front of me. It is my new housewife's wine. This one says, cut back, cut down my drinking or what? Inspired by Real Houses of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane. Um, we have Sweetie, I'm Gone with the Wine, Fabulous by Kenya Moore. We have Don't Play With Me, Your Husband's in the Pool, Marge Joseph's from Real Housewives of New Jersey. And then we have I'm Not Going Out Tonight, I'm Disengaging, inspired by Salt Lake City with Meredith Marks. All four of these cans are now available in a rosé, a fizzy rosé or a fizzy white wine now available at nofilterwine.com. Thank you for asking, Lisa. Almost as if you were setting me up for that plug. Housewives watching wine at nofilterwine.com. Ooh, Alicia says that she got the variety pack because she couldn't decide which one. Ooh, Sailor Easton likes the straws. My mother makes these straws. My mother, you know, who we were just talking about, who we hated. I don't really hate my mother. That's a joke. Um, But she makes these straws. She has an Instagram account called uh, Chichi Mango. That's her Instagram account. C-H-I underscore C-H-I underscore Mango. Um, And she makes the housewife straw. She usually does them like when I have a party and I have people coming over and I'm serving the wine, then she'll make me these straws. And I was like, make them for people on the internet. Just found you hands down the best podcaster ever. I love your take on everything. Please keep it up. Thank you, Jeremy trainer. That's very sweet. Cause people on Instagram right now are not on Instagram on Twitter right now are dragging me. They're calling my wine, uh, battery acid, which is like so random. I was like, well, buy my battery acid then. Um, bring back Jill and am I late to Jill? We we did discuss the Jill Zarin stuff at the top of the live. Um, thank you, Sailor. Yes, we talked about all the Jill stuff at the top of the live. Thank you, Jeremy, for the three badges. I appreciate you. Um, badges on badges. That's right, Alicia. So yeah, if you want to re- if you want to catch the Roni stuff, we dissected that for like the first third of this taping. Um, is the straw plastic? The straw on the wives plastic? No, it's not. Pla- there's no plastic. None of this is plastic. The can is aluminum, and then the straw is a paper straw, and then this is also paper, so it's not plastic. Trish says, I agree. I enjoy you. Wish you could replace Andy. You're so much more enjoyable. Thank you. Your voice isn't matching the tape. What do you mean? 
Hello, hello, hello. If my voice isn't matching the tape, then that's probably an issue with like maybe the Wi-Fi or maybe the connection. Um, but yes, I I don't think I would ever replace Andy Cohen. I think if anything, Danny Pellegrino would probably be the next in line to replace Andy Cohen. And rightfully so. He has a new book out called Everything's Iconic. And I think he is very talented and also a lot more. He plays it a lot more safe, but also dances on that fine line of an edge. I think I'm a little too edgy for Andy Cohen. Um, when we watch, your voice isn't lining up. Oh, is it like that for everyone? If your battery acid was available in Canada, I would buy it just to support you and give it to my friends. I've been sober for one year. Oh, show bells. Congrats on one year of sobriety. Congrats to you, my love. And thank you for wanting to support my battery acid. I really appreciate that. Your voice is totally in sync. Yeah, I think it might be uh, Callie Jim. I think it, it, it might just be the connection, honestly. Zach is okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else says my my voice is fine and it matches that. But yes, congrats to you, Shellbells. Congrats. Hi, Katie Ellen from Australia. Okay, guys. So we did talk about um we talked about Real Housewives of New York. We talked about Jill Zarin. We talked about Randall and Gigi. We talked about Teresa being hospitalized. Is there anything else you guys want to discuss or any questions that you want me to answer before we dive into it? Randomly, RJ. Randomly, Ronnie Jr. Hi, Zach. I'm definitely going to purchase a Kenya Moore-inspired rosé. Oh, you love you some Kenya Moore. Gone with the wine. Fabulous. I'm gone with the wine. Fabulous. Yeah. And anybody that's coming to any of our shows in LA, New York, or Nashville, Adam and I are doing our Spilling Tea live show. These are going to be available. So they'll be available all night long and available to purchase at the LA show all night long. Um, but for the Nashville and the New York shows, you're only going to get to try them at the VIP pregame. So if you bought VIP tickets, you'll be able to try the wines. If you didn't get VIP tickets, unfortunately, you might not be able to, but you can still order them. Or if you got live stream tickets, then you can order the wines and watch the show live from your home while sipping on some Housewives wine. Newfilterwine.com. Bye, guys. Got to put this kid to bed. Good night, Yennefer. Put them kiddos to bed. Baby, team twirl, twirl, twirl. Yes, randomly, RJ. Any early dirt on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Did Kathy call the DJ the F word or the assistant? I've, oh, I've broken this down so many times. Are those 12 ounces? No, these are six ounces. The cans are a little like 6.3 ounces. So it's like a standard glass of wine. Um, but they are really strong. They're 13% alcohol. I think the rosé is 13.3% alcohol by volume and the white wine is like 132 So I just tell people they're all 13% alcohol by volume. Um, but they're they're strong. They will get you lit. Four cans is equivalent to one whole bottle of wine. So if you drink all four of them, you're literally drinking an entire bottle of wine. Yikes. Um, my husband will be drinking all my wine. I'm the designated driver for your show. Aw, well, I'm excited to meet you, Gossip in a Glass. You are always killing our Bravo book club. Thank you, Josie, for the three badges, my love. Josie19211. Thank you, my dear. What's your predictions for the OC reunion? Oh, wait, there was a question about Beverly Hills. So I've broken down the Beverly Hills stuff a million times. Um, Sutton, thank God, has finally come forth and put to rest that Kathy did not call Sutton's assistant the F-A-G word, um, which, great. Uh, thank you, Katie, for subscribing on YouTube. I appreciate you, my love. But as I've said, the F-A-G word was directed towards, or I think it was said under Kathy's breath after she got in a fight with the DJ at a club in Aspen. She was upset that people weren't giving her the attention that she wanted or the the royal treatment that she feels like she deserved because she would go to that club very often. And by club, it's not like, you know, a, a crazy nightclub. It was like more of like a country club um, from what I heard. But anyway, there was a DJ... Kathy wanted to have a song requested. The DJ didn't want to didn't want to play it because he's like, this is not 1996. We don't request songs of the DJ anymore. I have a playlist. Like, this is a Spotify playlist, and this is just how it goes. I hit the space bar on my laptop, and it plays. And me doing all these other buttons is just for fun, and it's just for the show, and it's not real. And Kathy, like, threw a tantrum, and she was upset because she felt like the staff was disrespecting her, and she had this whole meltdown, and she was screaming and throwing things, and, like, she threw her glasses on the floor and, like, stepped on her glasses. Like, she was, like, 
having a full-on meltdown. Thank you, Shelly Girl, for the two badges. I appreciate you, my love. So she had a full-on meltdown when she got in her fight with the DJ. She allegedly, according to one of the housewives, called him the F-A-G word. I don't believe she said it, like, to his face, but I think she said it as, like, ugh, that F-A-G. Like, it was an under-her-breath sort of comment. Um, So... Yes, I love you guys, and that is the update. Sorry, I just got a text message um, that is a little alarming. Um, So I'm going to thank you guys so much for joining in tonight um, and chatting with me. Love you. Appreciate you. Thank you for all the badges on Instagram. Um... Thank you for all the love on YouTube, guys. If you are on YouTube, please subscribe, hit that like button, hit that bell notification button. And if you want to continue to support me in the podcast, you can always get the new Housewives Watching Wine at nofilterwine.com. Um, and if you do want the full scoop on the candy, or sorry, on the Kathy stuff, it is available. Hi, Zach. I just purchased my virtual package for all three shows. I'm excited. Yay. Thank you so much, Josie. I appreciate that. Um, Trish, we go live every Thursday nights. Um, sorry, guys. I, a lot of you are asking what text message I just got. It's a family situation that I am going to have to make a phone call for. So I'm going to have to wrap this up. Um, yeah, they, but thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. Um, if you want to support the wine, you can go to nofilterwine.com. If you want to buy tickets to the tour with me and Adam, you can go to spillingteelive.com um, and you can get virtual tickets or you can get in-person tickets. We're completely sold out of our Alasia, which is only two weeks away, but we also have a show coming up in Nashville next month and we also have a show coming up in New York City next month. We have Margaret Josephs in New York City. We have Molly and Cynthia from 90 Day Fiance in Nashville. We have Emily D. Baker in Nashville. We have um, a bunch of other Bravo podcasters and YouTubers that are coming out to our New York show. All the details are at SpillingTLive.com. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I will talk to you very soon. Um, I hope you all have a good night. Love you. Mean it. Bye.